Equanimity is the last of the paramis. Equanimity is the philosopher's virtue. This is what you hear when you when you hear descriptions of early Greek philosophers like Socrates or Plato or Aristotle. They advocate this what they consider to be the highly developed person's virtue of equanimity. That is balance in the midst of change. One is not swept away by the worldly winds. And um, there are situations in life which sometimes we succeed, sometimes we fail, sometimes we have good health, bad health, fame, obscurity, praise and blame. Everybody goes through this. And equanimity is this sterling quality of character that allows you to handle this teeter-totter of ups and downs in life. And there's a characteristic of wisdom that has to be involved in this. There's a couple of different types of parami of equanimity. One is equanimity also occurs in the deepest states of jhana. The fourth jhana is characterized by equanimity or upeka. But there's a type of opaca that also functions as a result of wisdom. So you're carrying it around in ordinary life. You can't, obviously, people cannot always be in the fourth jhana. It's like a purified form of this essential wisdom and balance of the healthy personality. This is developed in certain ways. Uh, I think that in medium development, people experience shocks and disappointments, but they get over them. They get over them in a day or a week or a month or a year. When you do not have equanimity, you do not get over them. You have shocks to the system, you have failures, and you also have successes. And a person who has no equanimity can be destroyed even by success and fame and praise. Very often we read about people in the newspaper who have not known how to handle success or fame or praise, and they end up celebrating themselves to death, or in fact sometimes worrying about the possibility of losing their fame or their wealth or their success. This is the tragedy of not having equanimity. On the other side of the coin is failure and blame, and some people react in a terrible way. They, they kill themselves. Suicide can come from these failures. In the case of perfectionist type of personalities, even a very small mistake can be unacceptable to them. So a small failure is to the perfectionist personality is a, is a great failure. And so there's great danger in not developing this equanimity. Enormous types of suffering come from the lack of development of this equanimity. So it's just such a profound emotion. The 
simile given is, as the great earth does not react whatever is thrown upon it. In some ways, it's similar to patience. Patience, the simile for patience is, as the great earth does not react when garbage or disgusting things are thrown upon it. Notice that it's, in the case of equanimity, it's whatever is thrown upon it. So sometimes rose petals are thrown upon it, sometimes perfume. Beautiful things are laid upon the earth, and also unpleasant, repellent things are laid upon the earth. And in both cases, with equanimity, one does not react. So one does not react also to the beautiful. One can be swept away in either direction. We see it all the time with ordinary people. So this is such a beautiful and necessary development. There is some nice speculation on the balance between loving kindness and equanimity. Loving kindness contributes this warmth so that equanimity does not become cold equanimity or a apathetic quality. One can continue to have this. So equanimity is coolness, a coolness of the mind, a coolness of the head, in fact. At the same time, one can have the warmth of heart, of loving kindness. And I think one's human experience is incomplete if one does not have the warmth of human concern. One cannot just live with this cool view of the events as they unfold in the universe. But one needs to have the high view of things. So equanimity is also like going to the top of a mountain and looking down, having the big picture, having some detachment. Just think about being trapped in a traffic jam and feeling the intensity and the closeness of things. And then imagine the same thing seen from the top of a mountain. When you look down on a city from the top of a mountain, you see the tiny little cars and the slow movement, like an ant colony moving around. And it's just merely interesting. Even in farther away, you can actually see occasionally a little bright light goes off in the sky, which happens to be perhaps an exploding galaxy. <laughs> And all you see, because you're so far from it, you can see a supernova star or a galaxy and possibly full of world systems dissolving in light. And all your own reaction is, isn't that pretty? You know, So it's because of the distance. So in the sense that equanimity keeps you able to see things from a distance without getting entangled and lost in them. And one of the distances is that life itself is brief. The time of our life is a mere handful of decades. When we know that and when we see that, the little events of life have some distance to them. We see the little passage of time in the day, the small frustrations that we meet, we see it with distance and coolness. And that is very, very important. Some will object. They want to know about passion, passionate involvement. 
it's highly overrated. <laughs> Passionate involvement is highly overrated. It is actually a sweaty experience. I think that it's important to understand that people don't know any alternative to passion except for callousness or apathy. And equanimity is neither callous, unfeeling, or dead, as in apathy. Equanimity is alive and cool and realistic. And that's very important to have. But it doesn't mean that loving kindness ceases to function or that wisdom ceases to function. So one can be a very compassionate person and at the same time cool and level-headed. In a sense, doctors need to have that quality, especially, say, emergency physicians, anybody dealing with these kind of high-level tragedies that happen to people, including the police, the fire department, doctors, they need to be able to be in the midst of this without losing their composure. And that is how they manifest their compassion. So we must understand the value of this. It doesn't mean that they don't do anything. They're not a disinterested observer who walks by. They engage in the situation because they care. But at the same time, they can't afford to lose their head. And so this is the absolute value, the distinguishing, sterling character of equanimity. It's a beautiful exploration. I would urge everybody to explore it, to think about it, and to cultivate it through their meditation.